Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 4, Episode 3. My name is Greg Snow, coming to you live with Scotty McDonald, who had a whirlwind of a day, which we're going to get into in the podcast. We also have special guest Derek Holmes with us. And Derek, we got a little preview yesterday from uh, JD, but uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, uh, Scotty, um, you know, I, I guess we we always start off with apologies and I don't know how you want to wrap your day into apologies, um, but uh, I'm going to let you start. Um, well, I, let's apologize to the podcast listeners um, because somehow there's always some weird ruling with me involved that comes onto this podcast. If you recall, the golf champions a couple of years ago on my birthday, I opened the trunk and there were no golf clubs in the trunk. So I had to run in and Marty last set me up with a, with a set of Callaway clubs. If Derek was at PXG at that point, I just would have used PXG, but there was, he wasn't there yet. So anyways, today start on 10 at the legends downhill par four, hit a good drive, hit it uh, back pin just off the green, almost chip it in, make par. 11, the par fives, back into the wind. I'm just left of that bunker. I did pins way back. No chance of going for it in two. So I pull out my three hybrid, and I see my four hybrid in there. I go, oh, I'm glad I put that back in. I hope I took the four iron out that I had in the bag from yesterday at Olympic Hills. Nope, I did not. So I look at my caddy, I go, 15 clubs, take this four iron, give it to that guy over in the card. I don't want to see it again. So in my mind, I think it's one shot per hole. So I'm thinking, oh, it's two shots. I just got to get it back. I lay it up to 132, back pin, eight iron, ship it up there, 10 feet short, rolls in for eagle. So all of a sudden I got two back and I'm like, in my mind, I'm even. Well, we have the stupid scorecard on the phone i look up the rule max of four shots two per hole and i could have kept you should have kept it in the bag i should have played with 15 that, that's right the, the only good thing i can say is um it i didn't know how to do it we waited to update the scoring so the guy with the camera kept following me around so i got some i got some free media out of the deal they thought i was better than i was so I end up whatever, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, just that, that's, that's my day. So apologies that I, I, I led everybody to get, I was trying to do my best Derek Holmes impersonation to get through the US Open local. And I apologize that I read, led you on this ride and it wasn't even real. Sorry. Derek, you, Derek, you get first question, go ahead. Who put the hybrid back in the bag? See, I was on the range yesterday at Olympic, and I had both of them in the bag then. And I'm like, I got to get one of these out of here. So I ran to the car, and I put the four hybrid back. It was windy yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to have to hit low shots. Let's get the four iron in. So I don't know why I put it back in the bag in the trunk. It should have just laid there, but the idiot was me. <laughs> So there's no chance your caddy put that in? He didn't have dibs into your trunk? No. No, no, no. Mark, my track coach, one of my good friends, 
Um, he's a caddy, but I don't put that on him at all. Uh, he, he said after me, he goes, oh, I didn't even think that I needed to count your clubs. I figured you'd done this enough times before. And I'm like, yeah, apparently I haven't. So I'm sorry. That's, that's all I can say. Well, Scotty, I want to applaud your honesty. I have a feeling that there's many people uh, out there that would have tried to just plot along and not said a word. And I think that that's commendable. And I really, um, I hold you in even higher regards to that. Um, I, I can honestly say, as far as I know, I've never had 15 clubs in my bag, which tells you that maybe I have at one time and I didn't tell my, didn't call myself out on it, but I don't <laughs> think I did. Derek, have you ever done that in any tournament? I've had 15, but typically in a bigger event, I count them before. And I have pulled them out before, like Scotty did yesterday on the range going, oh boy, got an extra one in here. So I, I've been close. I haven't done it, but I've been close. <sighs> yeah, I don't have a mitt full of clubs in my trunk either. Um, I'm not Adam Haugen or any of these guys that have nine putters or something stupid like that. I did always worry about it back when they counted a, um, a what's, what's a, what are they called? Like a, a training tool. Back when you, that was supposedly a, a club, I don't know if it was just a few years of that. So I did worry about it then, but um, I, I've never been a guy to count my clubs ever because I, I, <laughs> I think I've played with less before where my kids took out my wedges. You guys ever done that? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know that I played with less and I always, you can have that training aid in the bag because the ripstick's always in my bag. So I'm yeah. like, no, you uh, can yeah, you just can't take it out and swing it. I will say, I yesterday I got onto the first hole and I went, oh, I wonder where my rangefinder is. That's still in the travel bag. Really? <laughs> <After> that. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, I don't have any apologies. I thought I nailed the show last week. Um, so I don't, or last or a few weeks ago. So I, I just wanted to hear that story, Scotty. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. So let's bring uh, Kaylee Ekstrom in. She's feeling a lot better. Uh, she was mm -hmm. sick. What was this, three weeks ago? Yeah, Kaylee something like that. He was under the weather, and we got news that you picked up the 19, right? Yeah, wasn't very fun. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, really? So you, yeah, she was laid up for seven days, Scotty. Did you get the 19? But no. Me? Scotty, Scotty did you ever pick up? No, I haven't put on 19 pounds. No, uh, and I haven't gotten the COVID-19 either. So uh, I'm good. Um, we've, we've only had about 15 close contact quarantines in my house, but when you've got four kids, it's, it's kind of it's easy to see that happen. Oh, yeah, you've lived through the nightmare. And then I found out that Holmes is still uh, COVID-free. So me and Kaylee, we have a bond. All right, Kaylee, we're going to stay yeah. the track. Well, we kicked off our 2021 season yesterday with the Luther Pro Series number one, and all three of you were there and playing and how to go. I found it extremely difficult. I started on 10 and went double-double. Uh, Jack wasn't much better. He went bogey-bogey. Home slice, your team was terrible. What happened to you? Uh, we hit it a lot. I will say that. Uh... It was an ugly day for the uh, Home Smith uh, squad. Although, yeah, you I, guys I saw... had... go ahead, G. Oh, you guys had one birdie, Derek. Is that what I saw? Um, yes. 
unfortunately in a basketball that when you're supposed to make about 10 birdies, we had one. Yeah. And Scotty, you guys were plugging along. It looked like you played. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had, we had some issues. We played with Roland and Snyder. They only had one birdie between them, which is really surprising. Although uh, Derek must've rubbed off on Andy because Andy got it going pretty good today at uh, legends kind of leaked a little bit coming in. I think is he alternate. I don't think he got through. I think he was one of the first ones eliminated. Okay. Okay. Um, but yesterday we had an interesting one, G and Derek on uh, the par five on the front. Is it five? The six. one with the walk six water six. all along the left. Um, I'm usually Mr. Reliable finding fairways. I smother it into the hazard. Mother's brothers pulls out, pulls out a PXG hybrid smothers brothers into the lake left so we both re-tee luke bombs one i hit it in that bunker luke lays both of us don't reach the green in two so we're staring at double luke holds out from 50 yards for par <laughs> oh that's wow. great <laughs> well you guys had a star-studded lineup there you had four of the top 10 of the decade players in that group, uh, correct? Is that uh, right? Really? I don't think Benoit made it. I was giving him a hard time about that, but then he told me, well, I've only played 50 rounds of golf in the last five years. So that's true. You know, Derek is in the top 10. Where were you, G? Would top I finished I finished 86. <laughs> I actually asked how, how far I was down there, and I think it was 86. So if we had a top 100, I would have made it. And that's just longevity, Derek. That is uh, just... so, Haley. Haley, that's uh that's kind of our status. Uh, I I yeah, it's a hard golf course. That's all I can say. I, I will I will say that since I was the only a good member at the meeting yesterday, I saw Kaylee there. It was it was actually nice to see the membership and to actually have a meeting and and get to see everyone because you know you we see each other because we all mm -hmm. play quite a bit but the rest of uh there's members that you didn't see all of last year because they don't play in events and so it was nice totally. to see a lot of people so i thought the the yeah. meeting went really well and i thought uh tom uh, i've read both his books uh was very good on the education side so yeah, and definitely, I mean, speaking of numbers and just seeing golf skyrocket, this was my second point. We have had the highest picks of tournament in the junior golf space, like ever. And I'm only a rookie this year, you know, so I'm still learning the ropes of Minnesota PGA, but there has been a ton of juniors that want to be involved in golf this year. Yeah, it's the numbers are unbelievable. And we're it's still kind of early. There's still time for them to the 10,000 in the lottery, which I think the old record was what, like eight or 9,000. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's just unbelievable numbers. Um, gee, were you ever in the junior tour? Derek, did you play in the junior tour stuff growing up? Oh yeah. I made some guest appearances. <laughs> so, so I was never a, a junior tour guy. I wasn't, uh, I was never a high school golfer. I only played college golf. Um, you know, I, I was one that skipped the, uh, you know, like I, I would skip triple A and double A. I just went right to the big time. And well, it's reflective of my game. 
right now. <laughs> well, did they have the junior tour in the 40s? <laughs> you know, that's a good point, Derek. Uh, now, Derek, did you grow up on Rum River Golf Club? I did, the one and only. Yeah, so that's the course I grew up on as well. Way different eras. Yeah. Um, same condition golf course in the same eras. But uh, that was my first run, and uh, and uh, that's where I grew my teeth in the game, more or less. So there's what Derek and I have in common, Scotty, for junior golf. But I let me back this up, Kaylee. So I'm seeing out here, uh, out in the West, is that there's a lot of baseball kids who are now playing both. And coaches are becoming more lenient on this, of especially in the smaller towns, of, yeah, we'll take you when we can get you. And the interest in golf, because of last summer, I mm -hmm. firmly believe this, because of last summer, these kids are like, hey, this is kind of fun. I want to go play in these. Coach, will you let me play both? And we're seeing that we have about eight kids in our conference that are doing that. So one week they'll have three on the team. The next week they'll have six. And it just so happened that they had a baseball game or didn't. And I think it's kind of cool to see that this junior golf space, the game is doing very well and yes. it may not always be that way, but right now it feels like it is. Yep, definitely. It's been super cool to see. And I mean, as I said before, just kind of seeing everything for the first time from my side, like I love how people are excited about golf. I love how people are talking about it. And personally, like, I can't wait to put on fantastic tournaments and people to come. Uh -oh. Okay. Yep. So Kaylee's phone, she, she died out and that's okay. Uh, that, that'll be our state of the section. So uh, we're going to move on here. She'll edit all that. It's no problem. That's the beauty of this, Derek. So let's just move on to our next deal, which is we're going to be interviewing uh, Derek Holmes here. Uh, as many of you know, Derek was one of our eight. Is that right, Scotty? That yep. qualified down at your old home track, down at Summerbee. We really thought that you would be one of those guys to make it, but you didn't. And uh, But Derek was one, and uh, he ended up traveling down there. Now, we've always talked down to Port St. Lucie. Now, we've talked, Scotty, a lot about this. So what a disadvantage it is for Minnesota section pros. So I want to go back that far with you, Derek, and just hear from you as to what what did you do in regards to preparation to try to get ready to go down and play in a tournament in April where you're not from Louisiana, you're not from Texas, you're not from California? What are some things that you tried to do to get ready to, to compete in this baby? I'd be lying if I said I trained all winter. I mean, <laughs> hit, <laughs> hit some balls at work um, here and there. I did go down with Andy to play in a winter series event down, down there, played the rider and die course, which we played the rider one of the days just to kind of get a little familiar with it, but it was just kind of a normal winter, just hit some balls here and there and uh, got down there a little early just so I could be outside and uh, kind of get used to the, uh, the Bermuda grass, but nothing, uh, nothing over, uh, over the top with uh, practicing this winter. Yeah, uh, here's here's a question for you, Derek. And I think that um, I, I think we were all trying to read into this because every PGA members played those golf courses a ton. So you know, Jeff Sorensen. If if I think if you would have asked any of us, would, would we would have said, well, Jeff Sorensen's down there all the time. He's got to have an advantage. Um, but how much did that help you, do you think? Because you played nationals there, right? Yeah, I mean, great question. So for in college, we played the rider and die. Um, 
but I hadn't played the rider since then. So it was kind of nice playing that winter series uh, just to kind of get re-familiar with the golf course. Uh, but the Wanamaker with the assistance championship played that four, four-ish times. Um, so 16 rounds there, practice rounds. I mean, I played the Wanamaker 20 plus times. So um, it was really comfortable. And that was probably what helped me get through was I knew every shot, especially coming down that back nine of exactly um, where to be and kind of what shot I needed to play. So, gee, let me just, uh, I mean, you can follow you, up, Scotty. It's okay. No. Um, and, and I mean, this is your second one that you made it to, right? Correct. Yeah. Played in New first, York. The first time at Turning Stone, you lit it up the first round, which I've done the both times I've been there. And then we don't need to talk about the second round, but <laughs> how much, clubs, probably. yeah, but how much <laughs> do you think that helped you kind of? okay, I got my, my first ones out of the way. I'm now at a place that I'm familiar with. I know what I got to do. Just how much did that experience help as well? Oh, it was huge. You know, even going back to Summerbee, just playing two steady rounds at Summerbee um, kind of re reassured that it, the game was there. And then, uh, you know, back to Turning Stone, you know, being, I think, eighth or ninth, at, ninth after the first day, and then uh, the old MC came out, um, you know, it's just knowing that I, I have the game to compete with these guys and it just got to put it together for four days and it, it worked for four days. Derek, I've always admired the fact that you handle the game um, uh, very casually, if I could call it that. You're very uh, carefree and loose. And I remember the time you qualified at North Oaks when it was raining and you're like, I don't even feel like I deserve this remember that time when yeah. it was raining and, and you made it maybe that was the same time with turning stone but so this might be a dumb question but i'm gonna ask it anyways what approach did you take when you went down early were you there to grind and try to get ready or were you there to say hey i want to hit some beach i want to enjoy this i i, I don't want to focus too much on golf which way did you kind of go on that um, it was a little both. So the family ended up going down. We had to get COVID tested uh, when, starting Wednesday if we wanted to play the Thursday practice round. Um, so we went down Tuesday, got in um, after circling Orlando for like an hour because of thunderstorms. So that was fun with a two-year-old on a plane uh, after three hours to circle for another hour. Um, but got down Tuesday, went, got it right up Wednesday morning, went down, tested, and then we just laid on the beach. Um, and so Hit, hit some balls a little bit later in the afternoon, but it was a little bit of both. Let's kind of have a fun, fun vacation for a few days. And then let's also, you know, grind a little bit. So played, what do we end up playing? Played 18 holes Thursday, nine holes uh, Friday, Saturday. So I didn't play a ton. It was just kind of a little bit of uh, getting the feel of the game. You want Go me ahead, to Scotty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Derek, talk to me about, cause you and I, Played together, final round of the section championship at Woodhill. And then the next year, we played together, final round section championship at the Preserve. Um, both times, you didn't get through. After we, as we're walking up the last hole at the Preserve, you were obviously very frustrated. I talked to you a little bit. What changed from them? Because that golfer that I played with that day had no chance of getting through the PPC because I could just see that you didn't really believe in yourself. And there was, you know, 
if it started going bad, it, it was, it, it could spiral out of control. So what changed? Honestly, just getting older and just understanding a, if you have a bad hole, you have a bad pot, you have a bad chip. What are you going to do about it? You can't get that double back. You can't get the bogey back. You just got to move on. And part of growing up is just understanding that. And it's helped over the last year to two, just, you know, having the two-year-old has helped, you know, there's a lot more to life than, than golf. I mean, he could care less if I shoot a hundred or if I shoot 65, he doesn't know the difference. So it's just enjoying being on the golf course. And it is what it is. We, we work in the golf industry. We don't play every day. So just coming to those expectations that I'm not going to hit the perfect shot every time. Derek, let's talk about your rounds down there a little bit. Um, just recap for us kind of rounds one, two, and three, and then we'll dive in a little deeper into round four. Uh, round, round number one was interesting. Kind of was more of an up and down round. Um, kind of speaking to Scott, I was two over through four and just kind of said, hey, you got, you got a lot of golf left. Just, just go play and don't shoot yourself out of it the first round. Go shoot 74. You're still right in. It was windy, um, and I hadn't played a ton. So it was just kind of grinding out. Uh, the one over 72, the first round, got it to one under and then bogey two of my last three, but that's golf. Um, round numbers two and three were a lot more consistent. I think I had two birdies and a bogey both rounds. Um, just hit a lot of greens. I think I hit 13 and 14 greens, just slowly got the game underneath the uh, feet and just made it simple. Didn't make a lot of mistakes and kind of attribute that to knowing that golf course, the Wanamaker in round two and three of where to hit it and where not to hit it. So how do you prioritize going into round four of I'm trying to win, but there's this other goal. And I mean, a lot of us have these, like when I play in the section championship, that top 25 or top 40 now for, to get in some other things is kind of a, a more important goal for me. So where does that, where did that land for you teeing it up on day four, you know, with, knowing that you're what uh, a lot out of the lead because of Omar and our, our buddy. Um, but, <laughs> but also thinking what happens if I shot seven under, you know, what would that look like? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, the wind wasn't as I, I wanted to go as low as I could. I knew it was going to be windy. It was kind of like that first day where it was going to blow 20 pretty much the whole day. And it was go be aggressive, but don't be too aggressive because you don't want to get in trouble by trying to catch, catch someone that's what 10 shots, I think in front of me. Um, so that the top 20 number was more in my head of just go play consistent golf. What, uh, I mean, how much, because I remember watching round three and they interviewed you afterwards, you were on the golf channel and you were inside the cut line going in. How, how did you sleep? that night before the final round surprisingly i actually slept pretty good um i just used it as hey this could be the only time hopefully it's not but this could be the only time i'm in this situation so just enjoy the moment and it is what it is okay so derek so i'm i gotta get ready for practice here i'm i'm in the clubhouse and i got this thing on tv and i have a hard time leaving i actually was late for practice and people were kind of asking me, what, what do you watch? You know, what's the, what's this going on? I go, well, these are our guys, right? You know, well, I said, 
some of them, you know, you know, some of these guys, cause I was kind of making my shots at, at Omar anyways. Um, so, so these guys are like, well, why is that a big deal to you? And I'm like, well, it opens up a spot for us. I said, if, if Holmes does well, I said, we get another spot. And I'm, I'm explaining to my members, I'm trying to, and I'm living and dying all this stuff. These other guys that I didn't know any of these guys, I'm cheering for them to miss putts, Derek, in front of my members. You're a terrible <laughs> human being. You know that? <laughs> they, go, they go, Snow, that's not cool for golfers. I said, that's our guy. Hold <laughs> right there. I said, that's who we're cheering for. And I'm one story, Derek. That's the joy. I mean, do you, did, does that ever come into your mind of how many of my buddies and my cohorts and my peers are watching me? Did that? Did that enter your mind at all? Honestly, when I was playing, no. Uh, but to hear the outcome after and the stories, just kind of what you said, is unbelievable. I would have never thought that many people would have been that vested into it. So it's really exciting to hear that I had that much support behind me uh, all week and especially that uh, Wednesday. So I'll be honest, Derek, if that was Jeff, I would have done the same thing. But you just happened to be there, right? And you had played well. But it's so cool for us to kind of go, I play with that guy. You know, we get to see him at events. And and just so, and then I had to go look up the prize money. I'm like, oh, how much did Derek win? You know, that kind of stuff. But how I, much I, I, did he win, G? Uh, was, was it 12000 Yeah, right about that. Yeah, just yeah. over. Because but the purse is down a little bit, Scotty. I went back and looked at some of them. They... The winter check used to be 70 and it was 60 this year. Did you see that? Nah, well, it, it sounds like Derek's buying Fogo the next time we go. That's to right. Fogo. That's right. No, he's well, got a two-year-old. He's got Bill yeah. Scott. You make plenty of money. Kiowa <laughs> took most of it for the house, though. Good for you. Hey, get back to the round now, Scotty. Come on. So, um, okay. So, front nine, you make eagle on the front nine you make a bogey and then you make eagle uh eagle on seven correct so it's firm that's that green is not very it's it's pretty slender so walk us through the eagle on seven yeah um i'm just gonna take a step back to six so you played yep. there downhill part three dead yep, downwinds yep. so that makes seven downwind also so um actually hit a really good t-ball but the wind just caught it and it sailed over the green so made bogey but i was down on myself because i could have made a couple of birdies early not down but like okay but great bounce back absolutely hit a really good drive and typically to your point with that green i rarely go for that green yeah because there's nowhere to miss i mean they've cleared it up on the right side a little bit but there's nowhere if you miss left you're you're dropping you're you're making five or six mm -hmm. um pin was front right and just kind of hit a nice little high cut to about 20 feet just past the hole and made the putt. So it was a huge, huge bounce back for me just going from uh, one over to one under. Yeah. Derek, doesn't that mean that whole one, two, and three were dead into the wind? Yes. They were playing long. And as you saw, if you saw the scorecard, I think uh, Oresti doubled three, Alex Beach doubled three. It was one, two, and three to get, I mean, I honestly could have got through there two under and, but I was happy I got through even. So it was yeah. still a good getting there through even was great. Just those of us who played it, what did you hit into number two? Uh, punch five iron. And I hit two good shots. 
Well, yeah, that's 455 or something, dead into yep. the wind, elevated yes. green. Yep. Um, I always thought three was an easier hole than two, but it didn't play like that on the stats. Was it a tough spin on three? It was right over the bunker. Um, and actually, I pulled my second shot to about eight feet left of it, which I don't know how there wasn't eight feet of green in between the pin and the bunker, but somehow I found <laughs> the green there. Um, I hit it and I went, oh boy, please cover, please cover, please cover. And, you know, lift it out, but still was happy to get through those three holes with uh, even par. So, Go ahead, so you par eight, nine, and 10. <laughs> then yeah. we, so we get to 11. And I, I didn't get through all the 10,000 swings, Brad Cole and David Branstead's podcast that Derek was on. But I remember calling Brad because I was on the road. I couldn't watch. And I called Brad and I go, what's going on with Derek? I don't know. He just had a four putt. And I blamed my dad because he jinxed him and said, Derek hasn't had a three putt all week. And I go, well, technically he still doesn't have a three putt all week. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously 11 and, but then gathering yourself after that. Again, yeah. adverse. Tell us about the four putt. Come on. <laughs> so again, if you've played there, you know that long skinny green. Um, but it's got like a false back in the middle of it. So pin was to the right, kind of over that mound. It was back in the back right quadrant. And I, of course, into the wind and off the right, was hitting it to the center of the green. Wind got it. So I ended up being on the left side of the gully or the false back. So I had to put it down up. And I got it to the top of the hill. So now I got about seven feet dead down the hill. Hit it. I don't even want to say I hit it too firm. It just didn't stop and then, you know, missed a three-footer coming back. So one, two, three, four. <laughs> okay, so so you parred 12. Did you birdie 13, the par five? I did not. Um, good thing the camera wasn't on me because I laid the sod over the second shot trying to lay up. But uh, so I got bar- with a par 14 and then they move the tees way up on 15 yeah so that's yeah, and, your uh, first big decision to make right at this point yep yeah, yeah for the day um and even going back to 14 i mean that holds 450 and it plays four i mean it plays all of it and I, yeah. making four there all three days was huge um just that's just such a big hole that uh you get through there even which a double is lurking anywhere off that tee or second shot but yes yeah, 15 it's 270 all carry to the front, 248 or something like that to the front edge downwind. But the greens were firm. And they actually had it there in round three also, but the uh, front pin. And I just said, you know what, seven iron off the key over the bunker, hit it to 90 yards. It, it's a wedge, just hit a good wedge. Second, in the fourth round, it was a little bit more of a decision because that pin was in the back left. So I was like, okay, if I can carry the three iron, land it on the green, you can probably keep it on the green in the back shelf, but did the smart thing at the time, hit seven iron. And then uh, what I have about 85 yards, I think to the pin. And I hit it about three quarters of the way up the hill. So then it comes all the way back to the front part of the green. And uh, cause I, I've had that same shot from the fairway downwind where I airmailed that green and you're, there's water there's it's such a tough up and down that i just i overcompensated and just you know hit it short and then uh 
unfortunately three putted that to get to one over. So, so now, go ahead, Scotty. So now at this point, do you know, are you watching and knowing where you're at? Or are you just not looking at all? Unfortunately, I pretty much knew where I was at because on 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, their scoreboards, and they had, uh, at the time on 14 and 15, they had a 10 for eight playoff at even. So I okay. knew um, walking off that I knew I was outside of it, at least looking at the scoreboard. But I also knew 16 was basically playing at a downwind crosswind. So I knew I could get it back pretty quickly. Um, so, and I knew it was moving constantly too. So I didn't hold too much stock into the scoreboard. So 16 was playing crazy short, right, Derek? I mean, that was, they showed that a lot on TV. So talk us through that hole a little bit. Yeah. So down, down cross, but front pin, front left pin. And, you know, hit a great, actually my best drive of the week. Round one, I hit it way right into the trees, round or round two. And then round three, I actually hit in the water. So I had a little pressure off the tee shot because I had not hit that fairway. And just kind of took a breath, hit it right down the middle. Got a little unlucky, as everyone knows. Um, it's a split fairway. And my ball stayed in between the two fairways, kind of on that downhill lie, downhill side hill lie. And... With it being firm, I knew I had to land it short because you didn't want to get too far past that pin. And I landed it just a hair too far short where it stayed short. I think I, I was like 10 yards short of the green, which was fine. Um, chipped it up to about, you know, two and a half, three feet. And that putt was big to make, obviously, for the birdie. But it was a left to right or about a half a cup to a cup outside the hole. And as everyone knows, those left to righters for a righty are not a fun, uh, fun putt. I hate them. <laughs> so you get it back to even 17 not an easy hole it's a long par three what was 17 playing two i want to say like 218 right in that ballpark okay and firm and you're hitting a lower lofted club in there so it's bouncing it's tough to get it close i watched everybody nobody was getting it close yeah i it was between five and six iron typically it'd be a five iron with the way the wind was all day. But to your point with it being firm, and if you carried it too far into that green, you would be over big time. So I hit the six iron and I don't know where it landed. Cause I don't, I only ended up about eight feet, maybe eight, 10 feet onto the green. So I don't know if I landed short cause it was kind of into the sun and it just kind of jumped up or if it landed on and just laid soft, I'd have to bet it landed short because with everything going, I would have thought it would have been farther up into the green. Yeah. So we got to hear your interview with JD a little bit about the 18th hole. So give us, give us the version for, cause we have a little different audience than JD. So give us that, uh, <laughs> what was going on in your mind and how you played that hole and the, what happened on your first 70 foot putt. Yeah. So, um, so 17 was good two putt actually making that five footer on 17 and then seeing on the scoreboard, they switched it there to a four for three playoff at plus one. So walking to, or driving the cart slash walking to 18, I knew I was inside, uh, inside the number at the time, 18 down and crosswind. Um, so the water was definitely in play if, if you pushed a little. And I went kind of back and forth. I knew where the pin was. I had driver and I had three iron. Three wood was not coming out because that's the club that uh, tends to dribble off the tee once in a while. So 
Three Wood was uh, definitely out of the uh, out of the equation. So it was either just going to be a, a hard three iron and just let it run, or just aim at the bunker up the left and try and hit a little cut into the wind. And worst case, hit it over the bunker. You're in the trees. It's fine. So I went with the big club just because I was like, to that pin, I want to have wedge or less in. I don't want seven iron into that back pin or over that water. I just didn't want to mess with it. And absolutely hit a great little bullet cut down the left and it cut inside the bunker and had about 130 yards in. So 130, and I, I don't get to watch any of this. I'm listening through Brad Cole's um, description to me on the phone, which as we all know, could be very, very entertaining. And I'm just like, tell me where he is. And I was getting mad. And afterwards I was mad because you're right in the mix the whole time. They showed maybe three or four of your shots. You That's know? another discussion for another time. I vented this, Derek, to Scotty earlier in the week. But yeah, answer the question. I'm mad about this. Yeah, I heard. I didn't, I didn't know because, I mean, the camera, it was interesting to hear that I wasn't on the camera much because they were there the whole time. So I don't know if I just hit too quickly and they don't, you know, go to me or what but uh so i'm all and i heard the t everyone was like they showed my first guy i hit second and they showed the last guy so it was kind of funny that i wasn't on tv for the drive but you know standing at that 130 that back right pin kind of down and almost more of a crosswind at this time and it was either a pitching wedge or a gap wedge and i figured i had some adrenaline so i didn't really want to hit the pitching wedge and go long into the grass or into that gully lap so hit the gap wedge, missed it, maybe a hair towed it, but it, it gets on the green, flies bunker about 70 feet. I wanted obviously to get it 20 feet closer up into the middle part of the green, not so much the front. Um, and then so walking, getting from the cart to the green, big scoreboard across the pond that says still at that time, I think it switched to five for four playoff. So now I know someone else either jumped up or dropped down. I think someone dropped down then. So at worst case, I know, and I didn't tell myself this, but in my head, I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm plenty in even no matter what happens on this green. Because, you know, you don't want to be thinking three putts still gets into a playoff. So I'm over it. I know it's slow. I know it's into the grain. And I, I'll say putting that day was pro a little bit of an issue just because I had 30 footers all day. And I judged them okay, but I wasn't aggressive. So I, I was used to the long putts, but wasn't rolling them great so get over it and just didn't hit it and as soon as it hit the hill going up the shelf it made a right hand turn and I went oh boy and it just kept going farther and farther and I'm just into my head I'm just like just please somehow stop and then it just takes a even more of a right hand and starts rolling backwards and I'm just like oh boy Please don't show that on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm just – and I was laughing to myself, like, you could have done anything but what – you could have hit it 20 feet left of the hole and got it up on the shelf. I hit – the worst possible miss, other than chunking it and rolling it six feet, was what I did. So then now I'm thinking, okay, now you know what the playoff is. Just roll it up there inside that two, three-foot circle, make your putt, Sign your card. Let's go. You know, we'll go to the playoff. It is, it is what it is. It's five for four, four for three. You still got good odds. And got up there and 
somehow it went in, you know, never would have thought making that 30 footer, but I don't remember what I did. The fist pump. Don't remember. Um, don't remember getting the ball out of the hole. It was just kind of like, Holy cow. That just happened. Um, and the best part is talking to Brad after he goes, Oh, that was such a Minnesota thing you did. I go, what I do? He goes, Oh, you're Holy cow. I'm like, well, you're lucky. I didn't say something else. Cause I don't remember even saying it. I mean, it could, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't say anything else. Derek, when uh, I know when I hit some putts, I feel about five or six feet out. I know they're going in. Did that did that enter your mind at what point? Ten feet, six feet, two feet? I thought, kind of going back, I, about a foot out, I thought it had a chance. It was kind of left center, so I wasn't sure if it was going to hang on. Um, it probably would have went about two, three feet by. It wasn't moving too fast. But, yeah, about a foot out, I went, oh, this – this might go in and then it just held its line. And I just kind of, a lot of emotions came out. I mean, good emotion. It was just like, okay, I survived that. And not knowing I was in, but seeing what the playoff was, I had a really good inclination. I was in, but I also didn't want to get too high because you never know what could happen. There were still a lot of guys behind me. Right. Scotty, so, fire the last question at him. So you, you get in when, because your wife's on a plane while this is going on. She can't even watch. Yeah. So when does it all, like, hit you? Um, I don't think it – I mean, it truly hasn't hit me yet. Um, but I think we had uh, – the score guy goes, okay, it looks, it looks good, but we're going to wait a few groups just because you don't know what could happen. And the funny thing is – so I'm wandering around the scoreboard and just refreshing the score. And I got text coming in like, Oh, you made it. You made it. And uh, I didn't respond to any of them because I didn't want to get even the inclination I was in until I officially got the piece of paper. Well, then all of a sudden uh, he goes, yep, you're in and hands me a piece of paper. He goes, you got to do all this, all these, you know, interviews, photo shoots. So it was kind of interesting. You don't even have time to like celebrate because they whisk you off to these media obligations. Um, but I would say when it started to hit in was probably when I got back to the house and a, no one was there. Cause like you said, we originally booked our flights for Wednesday at three 30 in the afternoon, because I had so much confidence that I'd be playing. <laughs> on it. So, but it's, you know, I sent, I'm sure she had a million text messages from Brad um, when she got off the plane, but it, you know, I just sent a message that I don't even, I think it said like unbelievable or something like that. And, it, it was fun that they were down there for most of it. It would, would have been great if they would have been there at the end. And the funny thing is before we even left, um, my wife goes, well, I'm sure you'll probably make it, you know, finish in the top 20 because we won't be there. Cause we booked your flight. We booked that flight home. And I just laughed it off. Like, okay, yeah, these guys to our point have played the Wanamaker. They play down there all winter long. Like probably not. I'll be happy if I make the first cut and, no, maybe I'll have her uh, start doing that from now on, booking flights uh, during the final round. <laughs> Get out of there soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Derek, uh, on behalf of Club Pro Chatter, we want to congratulate you. And uh, uh, it's a short turnaround. Uh, you got to get out to Kiowa Island here uh, shortly, and I'm sure you're excited about that. You going down for a practice round? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play uh, probably more than one. Like I, uh, you know, they kind of in Florida. We're going to enjoy this. Uh, quite a bit out there well we do know that the pga tour has made it a point to show everybody one time 
at least <laughs> during the PGA championship. So perfect. We hope to see you more than that and go make, I know the first goal of any PGA pro in those is to make the cut. Yep. That's always, that's always the goal. It seems like, so we're going to be cheering hard for you, buddy. And uh, congratulations. And we're proud of you. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah. Congrats, Derek. Um, yeah. It's, it's awesome. And yeah, just soak it up. Uh, I think, yeah, you're going to be, obviously you're younger than Greg and I, you'll hopefully now this will shoot you up and hopefully contend for some player of the year titles. You got a big lead in the player of the year race, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking we should just cancel the player of the year from now on and just <laughs> let's crown a leader, a winner right now. Yeah. Just you, play well the rest of the year, Derek. And you, <laughs> if you make the cut, your points are going to even go skyrocketing there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we'll, we're going to enjoy it and uh, we're going to have a fun summer. And uh, like we talked about earlier, the best part is we get nine guys at Austin next year. So I'm hoping to see both of you guys down there. Oh, that's right. Let's go. I, I know I the shot 80, I shot 81 yesterday, Scotty. What'd you fire? Uh, I think it was like 76. There you go. All right. It was not easy. No, it wasn't. All right. That's is Derek Polito Holmes. alive? Is Tone Polito alive? Tone, are you with us? Yeah, but he was mean yesterday. I'm here. He was <laughs> Tone, you were mean yesterday. <laughs> what was with – hey, let's just get that out right oh, now. Oh, boy. Derek. Here we go. What was that pin on 10? What was what? that about? Uh, well, let's just say that it, it played a little harder, but uh, I don't know. Let's just go with that. I mean, those greens are out there are really, are really tough out there. And uh, the wind definitely, I don't, I think it got harder. I mean, I would say the one on 16, I was kind of uh, watching a lot of players there and basically you hit anywhere near half the green, you would just go just zoom off. So Derek, what did you think was the hardest pin yesterday? Oh, it was 10 by far. I hit nine iron and couldn't even keep it on the green. Scotty? Um, I thought, yeah, I think both those 10 and 16, but also the other one was um, 15 up the hill, the pins up front. And, oh, you think 11 was, yeah. I was going to say three was good too. Oh, yeah, three. Oh, you can oh, name all three, the holes. Yeah, dead into the wind, back right, <laughs> up on the shelf. Oh, let's make it 470. <laughs> so, well, so here's the story. So I was with Kaylee yesterday, kind of zooming around. And, you know, I don't like to bring this hole up, but I know, Scott, you were playing in that tournament last year at uh, Golden Valley number. I forgot what hole it was. Derek 16. remembers. Golf champions. Remember number Oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I think Derek, Derek parred at the first round. Yeah, I, I'm you pretty sure I, I had a nice little two-putt that I cozied up from like seven feet just so I could have a tap in. Wasn't you and I playing together? It was us and... Uh, uh, Mr. Clayton Rask. Yes. Clayton had like a five... No, it wasn't a five-putt because he putted it off the green, I think, yeah. twice. Yeah. Oh, still his putts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he yeah, had it up to the hole and it rolled back oh yeah. it was I, I i say as long as it's not as bad as that then you know <laughs> i think we're, I think we're good fun. tone it was a good deal it was a team event and i thought tone was tired of seeing so much under par and let's just <laughs> let's toughen this up a bit and you know what it didn't matter it was it was a fun day oh yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta give a lot of credit too to olympic obviously they you know they wanted that course to play tough as well you know how they helped prepare it so 
uh, it was a good day, especially with uh, with all the wind turned out and everything. So, all right, we we only got a minute or two left. We've gone long, so let's just hit our our uh, our rules. Our knowing the rules brought to you by Green Image Golfscapes. I got to spend some time with Denny <laughs> yesterday. You guys will see this on the old Instagram at some point. But we had something come up in the Masters tone that we wanted to talk about. And it seemed a little bit ridiculous at the time, but poor Abraham, your boy, who you picked, I picked uh, Abraham did a little something he shouldn't have done. So talk us through that rule of brushing sand and that kind of stuff. And, and what did he really get penalized for there? Yeah, I mean, so obviously, you know, touching the sand in front and behind the ball in the bunker, you're not supposed to touch the sand. Uh, you know, you would get the general penalty, which he obviously did. Um, but in this situation it was a little different because it was discovered after the fact with video evidence um so kind of my first thought of it was like you know could he possibly have felt you know because how small the sand was when he took it. it was like a little i don't know a little speck of it not a speck but a little like a little mound there and so my thought was like well you know they couldn't have ruled it that he would have felt that and he obviously said he didn't feel it um so when you're looking at video evidence they use kind of the naked eye standard in the rules and basically if they deem it that it could have been seen by the naked eye then you know the rule will stand um you know even if like the video you know it basically determines the video going to be discarded or not so I, I pulled up a quote here um from the chairman of competitions and they basically deemed that um touching the sand in that circumstance was visible to the naked eye so had that not been the case uh, the video evidence would have been discarded and the penalty would not have been applied. So do you agree with that or not? I don't know. I mean, obviously for our events, it's different because we don't have that, but I would say that I don't think he would have seen that or it would have been visible by the naked eye making that backswing. So it was definitely, uh, definitely something interesting, you know, in my opinion. The, 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 I don't know. I, I, I mean, this is why, I mean, I, I keep uh, up to date on the rules as much as I can, but I, I, if there's a rules official, I defer always. And we, ha we had something come up today, Tone, in my group at the U.S. Open qualifier that there was an embedded ball in a hazard. Derek, G, do you know the ruling? Yeah, we, were, we had it yesterday. What I, is it? Marshall Hoynes. You're in a hazard, I think. But yeah, you're in the penalty area. But I, I know I don't think you can identify it. I think you can hit it, and if it's not yours, then you can go replay it. Or is that the old version? I no. can't remember. I know there was one point you can look at it, but now I don't know if you can. You you can look at it if it's uh, embedded in a penalty area. But if you want relief for the embedded ball itself, you have options basically to get out of the penalty area. So that's what they'll tell you. So options that involve a taking a, uh, a penalty. Correct. Yeah. So the rules official told the player in my group that he got relief. No. Oh boy. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Yes. No. So the player listened to the rules official. Well, of course he did. <laughs> and because I wasn't sure because I embedded ball used to be through the green. Now it's everywhere except penalty areas right yeah i mean in the, it, within the general area yeah. yes yes so um anyways uh, the the official gave him relief in the hazard 
He played it without a penalty, made four, eagled the last, and got in. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. So, and, and he didn't know. Right. And, and it's not I, his fault. I frankly didn't know either. So you defer to the rules official. So we came in and imagine Doug Hoffman's look on his face when I told him I had 15 clubs. And he's like, wait, you didn't shoot 72? And then I said, by the way, we've got another little, a little thing we have to talk about. So, and Doug said, if a rules official advises you and you follow them and they are incorrect, there is no penalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no directors or board where they get, um, you know, where they have insurance to cover them. Their ruling is their ruling. Uh, you know, that's so, that's the issue on that. So there you, you go. Did you check his driver's license? Are they related? <laughs> I don't think there is any relation there, but it was it was honestly the wildest uh, to between me and my club finagling or all that and then that incident I, I think we even left doug hoffman scratching his head which is very difficult to do well scotty <laughs> that's why we're doing these with tone is because we always have stuff come up i've said this before and uh, i i officiate basketball and every year we look at each other and we go how did that happen and what is the rule and all of us we look around and go it's just, it's amazing. And the same thing happens in golf. We always have this crap like Abraham answer, brushing the sand. I mean, not even brushing. I mean, that would never happen. If, if Derek did that with you and I playing and he says, guys, I might've brushed the sand. We'd have said, we saw nothing. We're good. Right. Exactly. That's how we, I mean, we didn't see Patrick Reed with the sand flying up all over the place. <laughs> and so that's, that's the part that just mind boggling. It's mind boggling to me, but. I mean, I'm just surprised of how many times that probably does happen like out on the tour every week, you know, and they just, this one had the perfect camera angle of it. And that was the, that was, you know, kind of unfortunate for that way, but. Well, they don't show the guys who are in 120th place, and they also don't show guys from Minnesota in the uh, in the PGA Championship. So we know that you can get away with more stuff if you're from Minnesota or if you're like 120th uh, down on the on the list. So those are the things that you got to be, I guess. <laughs> any other good rules questions for Tone? Derek, you got any questions that happened to you? I mean, it happened, but I got the rules guy because this. To your point, like, yeah, if you got a guy there, call him in. Um, down in the second round on 16, when I hit it right, it's a penalty area, but it had blue caps on it. And I'm just like, my ball is perfectly in the pine straw, perfect shot at the green. I'm going, if this is like I can't go in, I'm going to be absolutely livid because my ball is right there, perfect swing. But I didn't want to hit it and then find out I hit it in a no-go area or whatever, uh, no, uh, no place or whatever. Environmental area, something, yep. Yep. So I call the rules guy over, and he just goes, no, it's just so we don't have to paint. We put a blue cap on it. It just means the edge of the car path is the, the penalty area line, which I never really knew because I don't think we do it that much up here. So it just A, saves on paint, and B, then they don't paint the car path. So it's just 
a red stake with a blue cap meant the cart path is the edge of the uh, the penalty area line. That's a new one. I didn't know that. Yeah, I would say I haven't I haven't encountered that. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think- gentlemen, we got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us. Tone, Kaylee, thank you for all you do. This was Club Pro Chatter Season 4, Episode 3. Scotty, thanks for being late again. Hey, and uh, uh, Derek, good luck at the PGA Championship. Derek, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on and good luck. And I'm Scotty, I'm sorry to roast you. I'll let you say something then. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Uh, it's uh, sorry I was late. I was a little frazzled today. Yes, that's right. All right, have a great day, everybody. See ya. Thanks, guys.